0: Welcome to the Wears Buffy Podcast, where we look for comfort and not for speed. Buffy podcast will built for comfort and not for speed. Now, usually that's a tandem phrase. However, this week, um, yeah, I don't uh, <laughs> looking for niggas. It's no. literally you. Yeah. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: That was that was a lot of energy. I, I respect the way you came out the uh, came out the gate, running. Oh yeah, it that's like so. It's, it's like they they
0: fired the gun and the nigga's just, just off to the races. Oh, yeah, that's what we do, man. Um, And if y'all don't know, I am LFAM7 on your social media choice, a.k.a. Don Addison Podcast, the a.k.a. Captain Bru Albano, a.k.a. Brew Diamond Phillips, a.k.a. Thicky the Dragon Steamboat, a.k.a. Cheeto Santana, a.k.a. Pod, God's Favorite Podcast, the a.k.a. Potty Potty Piper. I'm here to podcast Chew, Bub- Chew Bubblegum, and I'm all out of Dentine Ice. And I'm in singles competition, man. But very special guest, man. My uh my he he he's my um he's my advocate. The uh <laughs> Pods right. advocate. My, my name is
1: Cal. I don't have a lot of aka's. You probably heard me on the Black Wrestling podcast. You probably seen me ranting about some dumb shit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know the routine. rockthedub.com Shit, let's go. Oh shoot.
0: Nigga, one half of the Watch Less Podcast, deputy mm-hmm. editor of Pop Culture at the Empire. You know These what things. I'm saying? Um, things
1: happen,
0: but Check. all y'all need to know: he's a real nigga, and anybody in that company is real niggas, man. It is what it is, man. We built for comfort and not for speed out here. Uh, niggas might have checked the new, um, the new logo is up. Um, right. So you might hear us under a pod called Buff from time to time. We will answer to either, but if you call us a pod or you call us the Buff, you got to say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest. Best. Yeah, Yo, it's, it's, it's been a week. It's, it's been a week. Uh, we've had some um, some ill stuff. Uh, the good this week. Um, I just heard that the uh, new cases of coronavirus are going down. Jesus. Everybody dead, yo. Nah, this is this how I keep it. I keep it away. Right here, yep. right here. Uh, yep, right you, that's, that's the key. You drink the Corona ah, so you don't get the Corona. That is correct. You know how, like, you know what I mean? You get, they give you a little bit of virus as the, um, you know what I'm saying? Just you don't <laughs> got to get a shot or, you know what I'm saying, like the flu. You just... <laughs>
1: Are, are you breaking down a conspiracy where the people that make Corona is giving niggas a virus?
0: No, 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 no. You don't give niggas uh, anything through Corona. Uh, you you uh, Budweiser products, uh, Bud Ice, <sighs> Bud Light Platinum, um, Bud Light Lime. That's how you would get niggas. Whew. <sighs> yeah. Problems. 100 percent, man. Um, the bad this week. Yo, did you see what's uh, China Black China? You see her face?
1: Yeah, I saw people talking about the fact that her face looked like it was under some massive
0: construction. Yo, nigga, she looked like a whole guy. You remember the mask when the bad guy put it on? Yes, that's what she looked like. She looked Damn. like, yeah, she looked wild, So <laughs> I mean, does she, she has money? I'm guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her, she, uh, uh Kardashian baby mama.
1: But I mean, does this, this aside from. Whatever money you get for, I'm assuming Rob is paying her. But I I would assume so too. Like, that's facial reconstructive enough money. It's the baby game. I mean, shoot, regular niggas is getting um facial reconstruction um money now. Yeah, but sometimes they go into fucking like they go into Peru. They go into
0: Dominican Republic and recovering in an Airbnb.
1: Yeah, Yeah, nah, nah, that's a fact. Exactly, getting glue put in their body and shit. Whoa. Whoa, fix it flat. (laughs) <laughs> the facts I'm, I'm i'm saying i just that's a lot of work i hope that she's getting uh
0: what's the point what's the point uh low self-esteem low self-esteem is the point um, <laughs> terrible but that's that's what it breaks down to niggas yeah. keep looking to the internet to tell them whether or not they're attractive and things aren't working Facts. So the niggas she, keep she, going to Dr. Miami. Just, it looked like she went to Dr. Ohio. Like she went to facts. like Battle Creek, Michigan. Like she's she, wilding in the face. She went to Dr. Giggles, nigga. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Dr. Dr. Giggles is amazing. That's a good reference. I like that. What a classic. Um so we, we we're gonna start the show in my favorite segment, though. Um, and I'm not gonna do what we usually do. It's just gonna be uh the release. The release a mm. segment we put y'all niggas on to something dope that came out this week. Yo, we got the teaser trailer for the next Batman movie. That was um, crazy, huh? That was crazy. Yeah, it was wild short, dumb short. They
1: did the same thing with the Joker, if I'm not mistaken. It was just they had uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck in just like a studio. Hmm. So it, it, it was similar to that, but this was more just like you know I want to see this costume here we go.
0: yo but that's always a big deal with Batman. It's like bond with the music like what the theme's gonna be like right. with a Batman movie it's always like what's the uh, what's the costume gonna look like?
1: Well I saw um, what was two things one because it was like red lighting. Uh huh. The everybody's joke was, "Oh shit, the new Daredevil." Da 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 da. But
0: <laughs> that's the a Spider my sh- Man movie. Don't worry about that. That's me and Spider <laughs> Man <movie.
1: laughs> facts. Uh, Shouts out to the homie Tombo Slice. I saw him on Instagram. I don't know how true this is. I didn't investigate the theory. But if you look at the logo on his chest, uh huh. It's not just like the bat symbol. It's like some mechanical.
0: Nigga, shit. That looked like the batarang, son. It looked like he like smooth grabbed that out of his chest and throw <laughs> so it. Like Tom- that. Tombo, Tombo said,
1: it looked like the gun that would have been used to kill Bruce Wayne's parents. That sounds a little much. I mean, look it's, in a world. It, it, again, don't forget, this is a
0: superhero who that that sparked it, right? That, so, th- but that's it. It's almost like that is two on the nose. Like part of his, he's literally carrying it with him. Like you know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm I, I'm not gonna say DC is a
1: lot of things. Mm-hmm. Subtle is not one of them.
0: Huh? So DC is the Spike Lee of uh, <laughs> comic book movies. Facts.
1: I I could see that being The situation Again this is literally a theory I saw on one of the homies Instagram pages And it made me think for a second But I I scrolled by I didn't didn't do any research because it's probably There ain't ain't shit out but that So we'll see But it did look dope we'll see what happens
0: Yo so weekly Lo and behold I don't know where it comes from Right But like in my email Magically like on okay. Fridays. Like mm-hmm. a great deal of releases just happen to pop up in my you know what I'm saying? That's um, I iTunes, iTunes let you know that the music is out? Nah, nah, it actually be the music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up.
0: So, like, of all the stuff that came out this week, is there anything dope that you thought that came out this week? No. Nothing. No. You, you didn't like the <laughs> I, I, you didn't like the uh meth bieber record? No, I don't Not Method any... Man and Bieber, but like Bieber looking like he's on meth. He looked, yeah, he looks
1: crazy. He looked like somebody, somebody brother just got out the rehab or something. He needs I some milk. I don't but I I <laughs> facts he need he need more he needs some milk and some uh what's that shit? Methadone?
0: Hey, yo. Yes. I'm sorry. Yo but uh Fam. nah it, this you know I mean, methadone <laughs> clinics. Like I used to... yo, so quick sidebar. I used to live like before I got my first car, um, my first apartment that me and my wife had. Um, mm. I don't even think we were married yet. Um, no, we definitely weren't married because because I was I had a car by the time I got married. But the um, our first apartment, like I had to catch a bus to work, right? And I was working at Circus City, and the bus stop that I had to walk to to get where I had to go to, right by a methadone clinic oh shit fam nigga that was the most dep- it made me want to shoot the goddamn dope like it In was fact. the most des- depressing thing you see <laughs> nigga do like, doing baby thing going all right It's so- and that boy. was the woman like you know what I mean like
1: <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of bubbles walking around
0: nigga <laughs> you went deep pimp take baby
1: <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous I couldn't do it I couldn't do it god damn it
0: Yo, um... Yo, so, speaking of, um... Speaking of watchless, we talk about Watchlist. Um, what would y'all talk about this week?
1: This week, we had... had two apps, right? We dropped... What's the two episodes? Was yeah, yeah, fuck. This week was busy as hell. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Monday, late Monday, we dropped a recap of the Oscar show from this past Sunday. Um... Literally we talked about that Korean movie Parasite winning because nobody was expecting that to happen. Yeah. Um got into the Eminem perform and lose yourself situation. Yo, so <laughs> it was weird.
0: Is there a more hated rapper online but Eminem? Um
1: I don't know what the world feels about little Dickie.
0: <laughs> no, I'm saying not personally. <laughs> <laughs> that person, <laughs> it,
1: I. It depends. I mean, if we're talking about like black fans of hip hop, mm-hmm. I think it's more divided than. I, I hate to say his core fan base, but like the motherfuckers who got him all those records sold, white people. Yes, hundred percent. But yeah, I, I think, and as he as he continues to release music, I think it gets more divided because a lot of these albums don't feel like they're necessary. I, when this one dropped, there was so many memes about the people who was listening to it. Is nigga, nigga it would make it, you not it. want to listen.
0: Like, no, nah, I ain't listen to it. Yeah, that ain't I me. Didn't, that ain't I me. didn't listen to it. Y'all ain't going to mean me, nigga. I definitely listened to it. I definitely. I definitely listened to it. If the M drops, I'm going to listen to it at least once. This one I actually have, uh, had some run back. It was content M. It was a better M that we had seen in quite some time, probably since recovery. Do we know why he keeps putting out albums? Because he can rap real good and he likes to do it. Like, he's, he, I, he's literally got nothing else going on. Yeah, no, he's not one of these guys who can um, do a bunch of stuff. And they go, Word. you know what I mean? He can put words together really, really well. Um, he used to be able to make really, really good songs. Like, M's got classic songs. I feel like M's got a classic album. Um, and we talked about last week where who has a classic album song featuring verse. I think M, we probably should have mentioned M and we didn't. He um,
1: probably he probably fits that, but I but again I think this run where because you figure I think a lot of people started tuning out around encore. I'm literally just looking at his discography uh-huh. right now. That was 16 years ago. That's a fact. It took him five years for the next, and then it was like one year.
0: Well, three years. He went to
1: rehab too, though. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, relapse and recovery is there. There are titles for his albums for a reason, 100%. but I'm. The idea that he dropped albums in 2017, 2018, and then 2020, and it's not to say that there like, there isn't good shit on there, but there's diminishing returns. Like, Revival did worldwide 1.8 million sales. Kamikaze only did a million worldwide, and right now, music to be murdered by, mm-hmm. it feels like it came and went. Yeah. I don't think that's pushing like it was at all.
0: But if he does the million worldwide, if the return is what? 50 cent a record? Because he's putting it out himself? Yeah. And they can made a a smooth 500,000 foot of love.
1: I think, and the other thing too is he's putting these albums out on CD and vinyl and, and all that stuff. I think he's probably of that ilk who can still get retail target CD sales. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, It's not a lot. It's him. It's Taylor Swift and maybe like some white lady who loves country. That's a fact. Taylor Swift. So uh, (laughs) facts. So I think he, uh, he's going to make money. I just don't know if he is, if if he is doing damage to his legacy, Hmm. By dropping, and I don't, I don't want to call it subpar again. At this point, Eminem is not somebody that is for me, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting to see the older he gets, the more he's put just putting out music.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, he ain't got nothing else to do. But you would think like it could be a time Mm -hmm. where like, all right, Shady is an imprint that has a very. Uh, storied history, especially for fans of hip hop right now.
0: See, I don't think I I that I think that's I, I don't think they do. I think it's a big name, but what's the best shady release that isn't 50. Marshall? 50. The first 50 album, no? That was a shady release. I forgot about that. That's something you like. Because you, I you remember I, I guess what throws me off is the 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 Dre umbrella and then the 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 then the M umbrella and then aftermath which is Jimmy Iovine Um yeah. so but as far as just the shady stuff, um, I mean my favorite <laughs> release would have to be the uh I guess no, because that the first House wasn't even shady.
1: No. So no, yeah, they, they signed later. Obi Trice? Maybe. <laughs> and and that's only because Obi Trice is a
0: real nigga. Yeah. Real name, no th- gimmicks.
1: But I think he's in a position now. I mean, well, and don't forget, what machine gun do? That's a shady release.
0: But now it is, yeah, and that's the now thing. It is. So even with that stuff, M don't got nothing to do. They are a self-contained no. unit. They are yeah. not taking notes. They are not yeah. taking label notes. Um, they delivered a whole package. Sorry, so here, Joe, Button. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but I, I, I mentioned Shady to say maybe this is the time where instead of him being the guy putting out the music, he's the guy that is starting to cultivate and nurture talent. I don't you know, think I, that's I, a skill. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. It's because yellow wolf. yellow wolf. He had all all that that trash out there for a bit. But what I'm saying is I think he could take... (laughs) This is the time where you take, you know, a year or two to really... If it's not you, it's one of the guys you go to for music. I mean, like, yo, who's hot? Who's bubbling? Who do you think I should put under the umbrella? And then start trying
0: to make that move. You know, the funny part is... You know who I feel like honestly might be the most complete artist in rap right now is Royce. Royce's Royce's last two projects back-to-back are flawless albums. Uh, layers and and then Booker Ryan. Flawless of projects. Amazing songs. Um, mm. Those albums did everything for me that I want a, a, a rap album to do. We didn't get any hot singles, but... Now you know what I take that back. Um, Boblo Boat, which isn't a radio jam, yeah. But the record with J Cole is is, is amazing. Um, yeah. uh, uh The the, what's the, uh, the song Cocaine last year was my favorite song that they made. Like just favorite song period.
1: Um, I mean, I guess I guess the thing is just. What is Royce trying to do right now? Like, because Roy, if Royce is content in just putting out fire and not trying to be that next nigga for people, then I think he don't he don't need that machine. If he wants if he wants that backing and wants to start being taken seriously as the guy for everybody in terms of like the conversations with the Kendricks and all them, it might be a situation where he needs Eminem. Just strap the fucking rocket on his back mm-hmm. And really give him that push Whatever that means today But I feel just it, with those with the prime projects I feel like voice is content With just putting out this quality
0: And that's you I know? think that's his lane I think um, I, We talk a lot, of, a lot on this podcast About uh, second act um, Second act LeBron right So the second mm-hmm. act LeBron is way better And way more important than first act LeBron um, first act, LeBron is the most physically gifted uh, basketball player ever. Second mm-hmm. act, LeBron is not only um, winning his own. He, it starts with him bringing a champ back to his hometown. but it's, it, it, Then it becomes uh, opening schools and, and what he's doing with the shop and, and all the stuff that he's doing outside of the scope of basketball. So Thanks. I feel like Royce's second act now is not just being the best rapper but being really the most complete one of the best if not the best current complete artist um out he's putting out albums in an age where music is probably at its most disposable
1: yeah and and making real art you know again the whole when i realized that the prime shit was oh we're we about to record some shit and then have primo chop that up yep and then you know re- really really bring it back to the essence you know it's it's a it's a dope thing to see people be able to to afford to just take the time and the time and that that's uh, you're paying session players but then being able to say bet here's these twenty fucking songs or whatever that I'm gonna then start taking these little chops and make I don't know it's it's a lot of effort um, and it's it's dope that that stuff's getting appreciated uh, it's the pr- I think the other problem is just that it's hard for the kids to care, uh-huh. that's fair. You know, they want they and they want the baby.
0: And I, 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 I actually, with the baby. Yeah, I like the baby too. I Think the, the baby, baby is a real nigga. His, he's a real nigga. His energy is off the charts. Has anybody seen him and HaHa uh, at the same time? <laughs> nah, I just want to know. Him. Has anybody seen them niggas together? Is there a picture of them niggas together? Is Both them it, niggas <laughs> got that. I I, mean, I I I just got out the service mustache, like facts. facts. So I think them niggas <laughs> are the same nigga. Um, <laughs> they they got they got
1: their uh their the military uniform hanging on a hanger.
0: I don't know if I'm the making a of mistake car. of uh, making the baby jokes because that nigga's violent. Um, he will fuck you the fuck up if you cross him. That's how he get busy. He do get busy. Um.
1: Man. But but again, he's not just throwing hands. It's I I, I imagine the conversation with the babies like this. Yo, the baby, can I get a picture? Nah, nigga, I'm cool. But wait, my phone is right here. Bah, 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 bah. Like he don't because they was talking to shit about him at the. Uh, this is a crazy sidebar. But the, the last time TMZ had him hemmed up on it, it was like, oh, he got into a fight with the fucking uh the people at the hotel. He got arrested, and then come to find out. He's like, yo, I'm here with my daughter. I don't want y'all fucking with me. And then y'all keep fucking with him.
0: He's a he beat up a cat in the mall. Like you can't, you can't press him like that. You should know. That nigga plucked the nigga and his pants fell down and one shoe came off. God
1: yeah, <laughs> and he, and he tried to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm good." Nah, nigga, <laughs> you got the you got the
0: brakes beat off he you. Did. We he all ran up it. in the Gucci store, and picked up your champion purse, and kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. So Jeez. the ill part to bring it back to what we were talking about, um, because mm. M came out of the Oscar talk. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- were there any significant um because we didn't go back to Oscar so white this year. Um, but were there any other yeah. significant black things that black short one? Um. Was it short? An yeah. Hair short?
1: love. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sh- sh- shouts out to Matthew Cherry. I can't remember Homegirl who worked on it. Um, but the the ill part was that was a Kickstarter. Wow. They were like, they like, we have this idea for this short about black hair. And it, it, the Kickstarter campaign was dumb successful. They ended up making the short. Issa Ray was a part of it. She was the narrator, hmm. I believe. Um they dropped a book. It's a good book, especially if you're a parent of a of a black daughter, mostly, but like any you know black kid with with hair, you gotta figure out how to manage. So my um, my kid
0: got the ill high top right now.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So, uh, yeah, like it's 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 a dope story. It's a very black story, and to see them take the uh, the short the the animated short Oscar was because Matthew Cherry, I don't people don't really know he used to play ball. He was a football player who um, I remember hearing him because he, he made a, a film. A, it would, took a place, I believe it took place entirely in a car. It was about an Uber driver hmm. and like what was going on with him. It was called Nine Rides. It came out in 2016. He was a wide receiver. He's originally from Chicago. Um, like at one time he he played on the Bengals. He was a part of the Ravens. But I think he ended up, you know, leaving. He got yeah, I guess he he was he, he was on engine reserve back in 2006, but then ended up not playing that year and I think he retired and went straight into making uh making films and and, and whatnot. Um yeah, the the Uber shit was shot entirely on an iPhone 6s. Wow. I rem- I remember cuz there was a at the Empire there was a, a feature done on him when he was at South By if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And from then on it was uh, yeah, it looks like 2017 they launched the Kickstarter to do the short film. They wanted $75,000, and ended up getting $300,000 for wow. it. Crazy successful. Um, it dropped in 2019. It was, you know, the, the, the book was on the children's bestsellers list. Um, it was being shown in theaters before uh, Angry Birds 2. Hmm. Um, and then it once, but like a guy like him. Because he started rocking with, uh, after they did the movie and everything, he started working with Jordan Peele's uh, Monkey Paul Productions Company. <laughs> so like he had a part of The Last OG and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, the sad part is, though, like that's the main black thing that happened at the Oscar. Brené won one this year? No.
0: God dang.
1: No. Cynthia Erivo who played Harriet Tubman, she was up, she could, she, you you know what an EGOT is, right? Yeah,
0: that's uh, uh, a, of Jones and them. Um, she, she she's an Oscar. Emmy Grammy. A,
1: Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony. Oscar Tony. She, Oscar Tony sound a,
0: like they'd be out the front, the liquor store. <laughs>
1: hey, that's Oscar Tony. Yeah. Tell me yeah. something. She, she's an Oscar away from being an EGOT because she was on, um, the color purple stage play. Uh. Uh, but if she was up for she could have got it with best song or best actress and she didn't win any of those so yeah it was just it was really just hair love that represented
0: huh that that's really um it's really rough I, because we we've had I feel like we're in some sort of renaissance of black film as of late um, yeah it's just, interesting even up until uh, the, the new the Issa Rae flick isn't your average black love story is not built out of, like, struggle. I haven't seen it, um, but it's not built out okay. of struggle. It's not like one of those we had to overcome and we got to shoot our way out of this love. No, I mean, mm. we had a date and things got good. You know what I mean? It's just a love story. It's not a black love story. It happens to be black. But yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? I love that, man. I, I think that's really important. Um, and that's going to really take us into this week's Shooting, shooting the five, five. hashtag five hashtag shooting the five um at us on at Wiz buffy let us know man our top five most important black movies uh brother cal if you don't mind setting it off you want me to get
1: my whole five or just going with number five
0: uh you can go ahead and um
1: run, run your list down all right now I'm. You said important, right? Absolutely. All right. So I went important. I mean, a lot of these are probably some of my favorites, or what as well. But I looked at it specifically important. I have to have Cooley High on there. Ooh, Cooley High.
0: When got that gorilla through that duty on, um, on uh, <laughs> Colonel Taylor, yo.
1: <laughs> that, but it's it's what it was. Chicago based. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, really showed you the life of you know. Young black men at that time. It's also the film that had it so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Mm. That I, I watched that after Boys and Men made that an uh, international hit, and uh, that shit hits harder, harder at the end of Coolie Eye. Oh my gosh! Than, than any other time? Oh my gosh! That's a fact. Um, I- do the right thing. Hmm. Spike should have got an Oscar for that. He should have got an Oscar for writing or directing something. Um, Man, that was that when I was growing. One of the reasons why I really started paying attention to movies Mm. is because of that film. Primarily because, you know, just like nowadays, it's important for people to see, you know, our kids seeing representation for Black people in entertainment, in the media, what have you. For me. In eighty nine, ninety, when there's so few pieces of representation, be able to see, oh look, these these people care about sneakers. Like I know people care about sneakers. You know, they talk about ball. They they playing. They walking down the street with their with their boombox and shit. Like they sound like me. You know what I mean? Um, that plus the fact that it's just such a good fucking movie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a there's the message of, uh, you know, shame we're still dealing with today, police violence, you know, you know, situation between the races, you know, in in in, uh, in highly populated cities. Like, there's a lot in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, Boys in the Hood is my third. Mm-hmm. Again, not only because it's John Singleton's first, be- I'm more of a menace to society fan. If we're talking about the better film, that's a fact. But. Singleton got the Oscar. He
0: don't
1: was black shout, and, and, and he was know. young. <laughs> and and that was Ice Cube's first shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he killed it. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um I feel bad because it's a big jump. I literally was just looking at it from the years, mm-hmm. but um, I gotta throw Black Panther out there mm-hmm. in a in a in a world that's dominated by superhero films. The fact that we could get an African king to murder the box office like that for Marvel mm-hmm. was very important. With very them. important. It, it it should again. And it got Oscar. It didn't get no yeah. major, major Oscars, but it got some design stuff. It got some uh costuming stuff, I believe. Shouts out to Ruthie Carter.
0: Didn't she she um, she, she she did uh, school days, right?
1: Ruth E. Carter is a legend. I mean, there, there's... If you look at the list of films that you grew up watching, because mm-hmm. she just did Dolomite as well, but, like, <laughs> throughout the year, she's done so much in that field. I think, as a matter of fact, I was on Instagram this morning, and uh, she has... I don't I don't know if niggas shop at H&M, but she has, cl- like, some hoodies or something at H&M. H&M. There's select stores when it's actually available, but if you go to the H&M website... You can look at look for the Ruthie Carter stuff, and she's got a, a, a line of stuff that she's put out with them that you can order right online. So, uh, yeah, dope black woman. I actually had the. I went to Wakanda, and I had the uh, the chance to stand next to her while she was breaking. They say he
0: went to Wakanda. That I mean, that nigga smoked the package. <laughs> I, was, said, I, I was about I, to go to Wakanda right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, it's a smaller film, but it did win the best Oscar. And that's why I'm giving it to Moonlight. I don't know how niggas feel about that film. Um, two things. One, it won that Oscar that year when Warren Beatty fucked up and tried to give it to La La Land. And I was hyped off of that. Two, if you and I, let the film nerd, film nerd time. I'm with it. If you, if you look at movies and see like, all right, all right, back up. When the medium of film was created, it was created specifically for white skin. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? They mm. did and over the years it's not like they've made advances to where like they know how to properly bring out the beauty of black skin on film. I Actually got a Moonlight story about the,
0: that. I, I I'll tell alert. it a little bit.
1: Moonlight is a film where like especially with like darker textured people like you you really it it made black bodies look beautiful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that, of course, Mahershala Ali, a goddamn beast. And he shined in that film. Oh, uh, but yeah, those are my five. Mm. There's probably a bunch that I'm forgetting. There's probably a bunch that probably would have made it if it was my favorites, but importance. Yeah. That's my five.
0: So I put that, I put that important part in there just because it's different. Um, I feel like niggas have run down their top five movies they love. And some of these are gonna be on um on on, on there. Um I'm gonna start with uh the color purple, right? Okay and I'll tell mm-hmm. you why the color purple is important. Because the color purple, while a black story was actually told by Steven Spielberg. Yes. Um Correct. When niggas, when niggas talked about, like, Kaepernick and all that situations, niggas like, oh, you're definitely going to hear a bunch of black players say something. But what is more important would be a guy like a Drew Brees or Tom Brady saying something to really further that cause. And I think Spielberg ch- telling this story um, where it showed great parts of black history and parts that some of us wouldn't want told, but he kind of told, the whole story. Um, and Word. it was a very, first of all, it's an amazing movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I, I was impressed that it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal that we had that big of a cosign sign to tell a black story and, to, and show the world that black stories are viable. Right. I think Word. that got the, the, the ball rolling. Um, speaking of getting the ball rolling, she's got to have it. Um Word. Yeah, she got habit. Isn't I don't even know if that's in my top five of Spike movies. However, it is the first, and the first is more important because it gets the ball rolling. Um, yes. you know what I'm saying? It, it, it allowed kind of you know Spike to get busy stylistically. It, it inspired niggas like Maddie Rich to do straight out of Brooklyn, and um, you, you, even you see um. Uh, even Singleton was inspired by Spike, of course. Um, number, number, my number three, I'm a go with probably the best movie on this list. Uh, Mm. also a Spike film, also robbed for an Oscar. Um, Malcolm X. Yes. Come on, yo. Uh, Y'all niggas really thought Robert Nero with that little accent, was, y'all. Wow, um,
1: <laughs> bullshit. Bull,
0: bull ass
1: shit. That's, and, and the fact that Denzel had to be a corrupt cop to get the Oscar, and he didn't get it for Brother Malcolm kills me every day.
0: That's a fact. And and and, and but this is this is one of the movies that let niggas know that Denzel just wasn't a black lead. This was nigga was a lead lead. Word, you know what I'm saying? Word. This nigga, we, I started like seeing Malcolm w- when I watched that movie. You know what I mean? Um, Word. Word. Number two, my favorite ensemble movie of all time Harlem Nights. Classic. Harlem Nights. It's an Eddie Murphy film, ad hoc in front of the camera and behind the camera. Um, I could watch that. Every day, all day, mad quotable. Stop shooting that little gun. Pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You shot me in my pinky toe. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't leave nothing but a, a swallow in the jar. or swallow it and shut the, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and of course, the greatest movie quote of all time. "A look it. I ain't coming home no more. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Love that film. Yeah, absolutely. And my number one most important black movie all time is Hollywood Shuffle. Mm, what, Robert, Ro- what Robert Towson did as an independent filmmaker, he put this movie on a bunch of credit cards. Yeah. Um, he got it done. Um, this is, we see Keenan, um, we get mm. Witherspoon. Um, yeah. it, it's, 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 um, all the guys you saw, Damon Wayne's all, all them niggas, man. And it, and it kind of started, uh, that West coast movement of a bunch of, and it was niggas from the East coast, funny enough, but it was, mm. that was a West coast story. They told it out in Cali. Um, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a story that them niggas tell to this day. Don't be a cool word. Yeah. Right. You
1: know that's, what I'm saying? A, it, it's one of those stories that it still resonates you know, it, it Hollywood had Hollywood is opening up, but it's not you you mentioned Oscar so white. It's not gotten better for niggas like that. Right? So damn.
0: So hey, honorable a mention, legend. honorable mention to the obscure independent black exploitation Together for Days, which gave us the greatest Negro actor of all time. That would be Samuel Lathan Jackson. Damn. He was uh, was was he on crack at that time? Most
1: likely. Most most he, likely. He had a time. He had a time where he yeah. was a that <laughs> the I like kind of, doing crack. <laughs> the actors call it going method when you're a little too close yeah, going to your character. He was he he was just going back to his, his past yeah. in Jungle
0: Fever. Yeah, he was like, Look, Halle Bird, this is how you be a crackhead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me
1: the other day that this shit is crazy. Halle Berry, Oscar award winning actress. They said they prefer, they saw her initially when she was a crackhead in that film and they only looked at her as a crackhead. They're surprised that she was doing... I'm like... Nico, they must
0: what? not have seen Boomerang, boy. Boomerang. That's what I'm saying. She, like, are you... She she may have to win black women in America, cut their hair off when Boomerang that came short, out.
1: It was her and it was Tony Braxton and that was it. Hey. That was it. It's crazy. You you, know, but you, it, you mentioned the photograph, and I do. I mean, I I'm not. I don't know if y'all know. I'm not a self plug promoting ass person. I just <laughs> do shit and hope niggas find it. But um, we did have Lil Rel on the pod. He talked about that film. Very good conversation, and, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the one I don't know if he talked about it on the pod. I'm I'm not flexing. I'm not flexing. But I think I it's say, a conversation
0: I think
1: it it was a conversation we had that same day at a screening after the photograph where we talked I because I the one thing you, what you said to me resonated it's especially because you haven't seen the film. It's one of those movies that it's black mm-hmm. but it's it's not saying this is a black movie about black people in a relationship. It's finally like the blackness isn't a character in the movie. Fact. And it's it's because I felt the same, this is a total sidebar, but people were hype about Crazy Rich Asians, which would definitely wore its culture on its sleeve. You know what I'm saying? This isn't that. This is just this dope love story between two black people, or two people that just happen to be black. They're going to talk about hip hop, but they're also going to talk about, you know, their feelings and shit. And I think because people have been back and forth on the film in regards to how good or bad it is. I don't really care. I like being in a world where we can have two black actors that people are looking for be in love on screen and not have to worry about, you know, some type of police shooting or mm. gang culture or whatever like or Tyler judge- showing up in a dress judging you
0: I don't so know what's wrong with
1: you baby <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody's abusive uh, uncle or some shit like that just let these black S- people deal- B- oh
0: I'm sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> let these people deal with you know a relationship just like white people been able to do for you know eons so black love shouts out Stella McGee for that one
0: Absolutely, man. I, I, so let me ask you a question: How important do you think movies are to Black culture? Um,
1: I think they're extremely important. I think you can you can gauge a lot about somebody based off of the type of entertainment that they take in, mm-hmm. and at least when you know growing up in, in, in being a teenager in the nineties. If it wasn't hip-hop, it was, you know, Again, did you see Boys in the Hood, you know? What's your favorite part of House Party? Shit like that, like, those are the things that would be instant connections. You know, what you find funny, who you relate to in these situations. And I think, and again, I'll I said it before, I say it again. With television and movies being such an important medium in terms of how the world sees us you need to have those black stories or those black films telling these black stories or at least being able to see black people you know what I mean the fact that my son might not know about Africa but can watch Black Panther at least get a little glimpse Mm -hmm. of how people live in Africa even though it's fictional is important yep being able to go to a Walmart and buy a figure with a black face who's murdering shit just like Captain America and all them other motherfuckers. It's important, and it all goes back to the images that we're seeing in the theater.
0: 100%. I mean, to even go into, like, you know, plug, pause, uh, Black Razzle Podcast, you know what I'm saying? You catch that every single week on Friday. Um, enjoy yourself. Right. BlackRazzle.com. Mm-hmm. Uh Thanks. If you don't listen, uh, kill yourself. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this week the Pan African uh, Championship belt was awarded to uh, Sister Trisha Dora last night. Um, as the, of this recording, and I have so I got a son who and eh, he, he he pays attention to wrestling, but he doesn't watch it like he used to. I have a nephew who they're like brothers. He's not really into it either. However, his twin sisters, big wrestling fans. Yeah. Um we're brunch today and I'm like um girls who are your favorite wrestlers? And I get Naomi and Bianca Belair. Um Bianca Belair, I mean uh, uh 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 Naomi is coming to the ring newly with natural hair, which is amazing, right? Yeah. Um yeah. there's there's a picture last night of Trisha Dora winning the belt with a little black girl in the back row. That mm-hmm. representation is a real thing and so for me with 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 black Stories being told on film, and at in the 90s when we were first getting these movies, it was one at a time, one at a time, but they they varied. You got Boys yep. in the Hood, and you got Color Purple, and you got Above the Rim, and you got Juice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got you, you started seeing all of these black folks not necessarily having to dance or sing or be a football player to be viable members of, 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 of the entertainment industry. And I, mm-hmm. I, we got a chance to see that. And the more you get that, your art, I feel like, as like like art, the art is a major imprint of your culture, right? And I feel uh-huh. like niggas don't uh, identify like African American culture as its own thing all the time. Niggas tie it to slavery and and mm-hmm. Africa, and yes, these are our major parts of our past. But our, our art is our imprint. So, like 50, 60 years from now, and you know what I mean, even 100 years from now, I mean, look back at what we were doing, they're going to look at the films. And so, the story of black cinema is going to help tell the story of the black experience, specifically in America. And I think that's mm-hmm. really important to um, leave a story and leave a legacy. It, it 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 wasn't good when it first started. Nigga, Hattie McDaniel was like, "Girl, where you going at? Right there, it's a cold out there." You know what I'm saying? And you come all the way up to Tyler Perry, talking, about "Girl, where you going? It's cold out there." <laughs> fact, fact. But but you you need you need
1: all of that, just like you needed a boomerang back then. Yes, not not just for again a black love story, but the thing that kills me the most about Boomerang is it's a bunch of black folks. Working in an office. They're professionals. That's amazing. Yeah. it's You You didn't see that. You know, Strictly Business is another movie where it's like it's, it wasn't a great one, but it's good to see black people not just being on the corner, yeah. not just toting guns, because there are black people that are there. And it's not just the one token guy who is just putting on so he can get to a higher position. There are black folks that are there. We just... We need to see that stuff. So was it Chris Rock? Not, what movie was Chris Rock the, the mailroom guy? Chris Rock was a mailroom guy. Boomerang. Boomerang, right, yeah. And he he probably had like two or three scenes, but Tommy Davidson was do. the
0: strictly business mailroom Tommy, guy.
1: He was like the co he was the co-star. Cause that was that was uh, Martin from uh, Cosby show shit.
0: Philip what was it? I, Philip Morris, Philip Thomas, something like that. Philip Michael Thomas, so, something like that. Something
1: like that, but and, and Samuel Jackson was in that too. Yo, this My wife was just face. watching that the other day. Yeah, he's he's everywhere. He was yeah. everywhere. But you, I think the importance of seeing and and because slavery stuff is important. But I think you need to see black people in all facets. We hey, I'm cool. Me,
0: I'm cool on a new slavery movie at this point. After Harriet, right. I'm cool. Like I don't want no new slave niggas. Like the Net Turner, we say, heard that story. I don't want. I'm cool, yo.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 glad that because I remember I had I watched The Birth of a Nation, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't seen Twelve Years a Slave. Okay, so I watched Twelve Years a Slave like right around the time I I went to a screening for Birth of a Nation, Um, and I'm like, we really had like two black to black back to back slave films where slaves are getting their teeth ripped out and like you know getting whipped like so. Props to Harriet for not brutalizing black folks. Mm. On film, you know. But uh, again, yeah, I don't. You start to get used to it. Um, unless there's some other slave story that we've never heard about that is more interesting than anything we've seen, I'm good. Yeah. Give me the Give me the Harriet Tubman movie about what she did after freeing everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give me the story about the first black person to work in an office. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me something that we've not that nigga seen. And they be before. taking
0: on Fridays and um... facts, big facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> these white people crazy. I got to go home. Yeah, I'm with it. I can't it. do it. I can't
0: do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact. That's you
1: facts. I feel like that too. every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're at a space where now, I mean, especially with like you know, we're getting black horror films that ain't Jimmy Bones and Tales from the Hood. You know what I'm saying? Um. Word. My wife gets pissed off every time I mention Tales in the Hood because we were on a, a flight and I made her watch the second one. Um, Ooh, God, I've not watched it, but I heard that was terrible. And I saw. So I see. I'm different. I watch bad movies. You like bad movies, right? But I like them differently. I watch bad movies as comedies. I feel you. you know I can't what I'm saying? do it. When a nigga be like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I oh, he's a horrible actor. This is great. Oh my god! What was
1: just this one trash film? Jim Joe. It was called First Lady. Did you ever see First Lady? No.
0: Is that about a little a girl say. movie? Is that a little girl movie?
1: No, 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 no. Now it stars hoops. You know hoops, right?
0: Yes. Hold on. You watched the, the movie with hoops in it. She's the lead. The <laughs>
1: she's poster, the lead. She's the lead in the film. The poster is Hoops and Jim Jones. Jim Jones actually gets top billing. He's in the movie in 15 seconds, I'm sure. Literally starts the movie without
0: spoiling anything that actually happened. I say nobody's going to see that. Nice. I I say get your spoilers. You can spoil First Lady. Hoops started it. Jim Jones gets murked out
1: (laughs) about (laughs) 10 minutes into that film, and it's literally just Hoops trying to run his drug empire. Wow. There's these terrible, this terrible little girl actor. Like, like she, this is they said, hey baby, you want to act? See, yeah, I can act. I can act. And mm-hmm. then she's like bad in church, little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst shit I saw, but I had to watch it just because I wanted to
0: see what Jim Jones did. Terrible film. Yo, so speaking of this, right, I, I actually owe my wife an apology. She tried to get <laughs> me to watch a uh she my wife likes these bad movies that are on like Amazon.
1: I think First Lady was an Amazon film. Okay, I might be mistaken, but yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, she had me watching uh, Buffed Up, Buffed Up, Buffed Up, which is all right. So in Detroit, one of the really uh, staples of niggas that that is balling are a pair of Cartier buffs, mm. the Cartier the Buffy, buffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a movie about a nigga trying to get a pair of buffs and then he he come up on a pair of buffs on a robbery and him trying to keep the buffs and keeps the broads that he, you know what I mean, got with the buffs. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's, it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. And I stopped watching halfway through. However, I did make my wife watch. Tales from the Hood Two, terrible. I daily put my my nigga Keith David in a bad bad movie.
1: Did I need you... to watch it, but we 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 ran a review of the film, and the woman that watched it, oh, she I I I might have had to slide her a couple extra dollars for, for sitting through that shit because that <laughs> shit it sounded off. and I was I was a huge fan again. Black folks in cinema, '90s kid. I'm watching all that shit. Yes, I know. I probably know scenes this from Tail from the ain't
0: Hood. Ain't the <laughs> neither.
1: <laughs> the fact that I probably know all of the different ways that uh Corbin Burnson called. Oh my god! The, the the dolls niglets
0: Nigglets? Nigglets? I it's bad. Nigger but went all out Wasn't he stomping them niggas out with an American flag or something. He, he
1: there was there was the the painting. On the wall, and he hit it with the American flag and blood started coming out. Yes. And then the nigga started jumping from the painting and was in the room. And then the old lady was in the rocking chair, like, oh, you ready? And then all them little niggas came in and and fucked him up. Fam. That I love that movie by the way. Um I I, I was I was hyped for a two. And then when
0: I heard about what 2 was, I said, yeah, I don't know if I could ever watch it. I thought it was going to be good because – and I think we talked about it when it was coming out because yeah. I asked you if uh, Rusty Cundiff was involved and because I love Fear of a Black Hat. Yes. He's he's, he's a good filmmaker. However.
1: However. <laughs> However. But I'm also I, – I he was a part of it, but I don't know how – in, I, like, I don't know if he was as hands-on. He directed it. He directed it. It was him and someone else. Rusty Cundeef and Darren Scott. They both wrote and directed it. Hey, Darren, we're going to blame you, cuz. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to ride with uh, Darren was the
0: reason this was bad. They tried to run back the... um Because they, they tried to run back the little doll story Um, mm. with these group of young kids. It's... <sighs>
1: I should. I'm gonna probably. I'm gonna I'm watch it around Halloween. Okay. And I might have to shoot myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. It looks like it was five segments. Rusty did three of them, and Darren did two of them. Ah. Oh, God
0: dang it. We still. I'm trying to let Rusty off the hook.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I gotta watch it though. And Spike Lee executive produced this one just like he did Tales from the Hood. So. All that
0: means is he co-signed it. I, I'm. It, it, it but, but spikes put out i ain't gonna lie Spikes last few before black klansman um yeah. spike put out some stinkers
1: it was a uh, touch and go shouts out to jordan peele for uh helping spike get black klansman to where it was because he was the
0: driving force like once get out came out it was a wrap. that we gotta talk about that That nigga is a special nigga man if, if candy man is good
1: Candyman better be good. At the, yeah, at this point, Candyman better be good. Um, be good. It's got my man. You watched The Watchmen? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was uh, my, my, my right. boy in there. Oh, that's right. he, he's, supposed to be, he's supposed to be in it, so we'll see.
0: We'll see. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yo, so really quick. So, you've been at the Empire. When we say Empire, uh, we, we're talking about Complex. Uh, I don't know if it's Complex Media Group or whatever they call it, because it, it, it used to be Complex Magazine. It was um,
1: Complex Magazine. It went to Complex Media. I believe they're now running with Complex Networks.
0: Huh? Yeah, see, I see niggas got the, the Hot One show dropping and all that. I'm definitely watching that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. they going to have you on their eat wings, my nigga. Nah, don't you eat wings on TV, nigga. Nah. Don't you never I, eat I, wings if, on TV.
1: Uh, I don't think they didn't ask me to do nothing of that, These and I don't good. want any piece of that. <laughs> I, I want no piece of any of that. You feel me?
0: I've always wanted to try that hot sauce though. Just I, and I don't even do hot food. I just want to know if I could take it, Pause.
1: It's from
0: what I understand. It's
1: it's it's a problem.
0: Well, now nah, I, I, I watched I watched I see niggas niggas is out there. <laughs> going
1: down like like you don't think oh it's going to be cool because I know how to eat food like you have to be prepared
0: for the level of fuckery in this sauce I can't remember who I was just watching an interview with but they said they was cheating like no 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 no, no. they said that they was cheating because they don't put the sauce on all of the wing so they just take the bite of the other part of the wing who was just? It was somebody who I'm a fan of. and was talking about being on Hot Ones and said and they cheated. It might have been Jesus oh, uh, Amaro. I think, yeah, I think that's who it was. I think it was it was, Deezus and it and when it was talking to Letterman, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't. I gotta go back and see what he said. I've also not sat in on a Hot Ones recording to know how hot the whole wing is. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, and it probably shouldn't be a surprise, but I know that Sean Evans has to go into the doctors on like a regular basis oh, yeah, yeah, to right. make sure that he's good because he's doing that on a consistent basis. And, and that shit will fuck your guts, guts up. Big fat. I mean, it, I mean,
0: the, the, it almost killed the man versus food, nigga.
1: Yes. Yeah, that shit is not a. I mean, at the end of the day, these are real deal fucking peppers. This is real poison you're putting in your body.
0: Yo, you gotta be ready for it. So, Lou, this week of, of grown man bars, or smoking, and drinking, or herbs, they even sports in the buff. Um, mm. I'm just gonna ask you a couple of questions about some of the interviews you've done, um, or, or some of the folks you've run across. Um, who who is probably who fits under coolest nigga celebrity wise? The niggas you either interviewed or just had a uh, a back and forth with. Um. I was gonna
1: say Lil Rel, but I think when we talked to Kenya Barris, who for people that don't know the name off top, he's a guy that created oh. Blackish, which spawned and mixed this. He's got you know a lot of stuff going on. Um, he co-wrote uh, Girls Trip, and he's a part of the Coming to America sequel.
0: Did he just get a uh, uh,
1: Netflix bag or something? He he got a Netflix bag. Maybe he went he bounced from ABC and got a super Netflix bag. Um, he's got a show coming out that kind of mirrors his his real life with his uh his mixed wife and their kids. Um, but he's also doing an animated show with Kid Cudi, which it's literally like Kid Cudi's got an album coming out, and the show each episode is essentially a story based off of one of the songs on the album. Really dope guy. He's got like a, he's got a lot of really dope um ideas, and he's black and not afraid to. Put black stories out there. Um, but you never know how you're going to deal with people before the interview. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? And, and, you know, both my, myself and my homie Frazier, shouts out to Frazier, the summer man, um, we want to make sure we build a good rapport. So we were in the green room and Kenya came in and, like, you would think, oh, somebody that's worked at ABC, they got all this money, like, they would be, you know, suited up. Nah, he's he just a, a cool nigga. He had on a, a kid, see ghost hoodie. Hmm. The, the chains were swinging like he—he he was chunky around the neck. He had—he might—I don't remember what kicks he. I think he had some off whites on. Like he just looked like somebody cool ass uncle. Okay. And the conversation we were having wasn't like Your cool hey, you cool uncle
0: got some off whites and truck jewelry. Shout out to y'all niggas, man. Yeah,
1: facts. That nigga sells dope. He was a cool motherfucker. Like there was, a, like we were, just, we, were talk, we were able to talk about you know shit that we love, even with outside outside the interview. it just like it felt like it was one of the big homies mm. that we was talking to. Um, and I think I, I feel like he felt that too because after the interview, he was like, "Ah, yeah, this was dope. I really I fucks with y'all. Keep me posting on uh what y'all doing." So you know, to feel that love come back to us was really dope. Um, so I, yeah,
0: right now I'd probably say him. I'd so, probably say. Him. So who is the finest young lady that's been on the, like where nigga oh. eyes is big? Like, God. Ah, boy, I boy, mean, boy, if I wasn't married,
1: let me <laughs> cause let I, me make sure I remember her name. I don't want to butcher or Lex Scott Davis. Have you ever seen the first Purge? No. All right. She's the, the, the lead woman in that first Purge movie. She gorgeous up front, just like damn. Like, I didn't know a lot about you, but again,
0: circumstances were different. My I man. would want to know who you were. My but, man, imagine he, he say he would have gotten the three point contest line. <laughs> now,
1: mind you, that's from someone I've had like a full like interview with. I would when I went to Wakanda, mm. Lapita was there. Mm, mm, mm. it was a roundtable interview and I've been around some very beautiful women just in life in general, but especially like, you know, in Hollywood, the energy in the room is different. When Lupita walks in that feet, that's like wow. a whole, and it's not just niggas. It's not just man. It was everybody in that room was like, God, that's, if you said Jesus had walked in that room, mm to sit down to talk. And that's what it felt like. It felt like somebody who is a tier above. She's not. She's, she's cool as fuck. But it felt like somebody that was a tier above anybody you've ever rocked with.
0: Wow. See? So, yeah. So in that same vein, has there been anyone that you were legit like starstruck by? I know you a Jersey nigga and y'all Jersey niggas ain't supposed to care about nothing. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? This
1: interview never came out. I I don't know if I've even really talked about this a lot. Okay. Um, you might have seen it. I, there's a picture of me on Facebook with me and the Iron Sheep. Huh. I interviewed the Iron Sheep before the, that. With, you ever see the documentary his, that came
0: out? Uh, when he had the white dude with him and he was asking for yes. the coke and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the lead up to that I need that. medicine, brother. I need medicine, but this the the is
1: because this, this man, he's just in pain. You know what I'm saying? Like he was walking with a cane. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I don't remember their names and I don't want to say their names, but the people that were handling him at the time, they were very high energy. And I think they were the guys who were behind his Twitter account in terms of just, you know, the wild shit he would be tweeting all the time. He didn't want it. They wanted to be like, yo, let's get him lit and then show him pictures of celebrities. And then he could talk shit about the celebrities because he doesn't
0: know who they are. That sounds amazing. It
1: would it would have been. But it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. You don't... Am I going to ply this man with vodka? To get him to start shooting the shit, I can't do it. But I will say, when we got that wrestling talk on, talking about him, you know, being in Madison Square Garden and all the, you know, the '80s and all that shit going on, those were the best wrestling conversations I've had with. I've interviewed a couple of, you know, WWE people, but like just in terms of like, shout out Roman Reigns, facts, 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 Leo Rush, all them niggas, shout out Leo Rush the conversation there I could tell was like his favorite part of the day trying to figure out who the fuck whatever random celebrities were he wasn't with that shit he definitely wasn't you know on some I'm drunk enough to be dealing with that type of shit and I think that's why it didn't come out because I got what I wanted but uh. in terms of what they wanted with the splashy you know flashy shit it wasn't there that interview was somewhere just like my interview with Treach, it's
0: somewhere Oh, being a Jersey nigga, I know that hurts your feelings. That got, nigga I, is criminally underrated, by the way. That he he is a beast. Now we a talked about that we talked about M earlier. M credits Tretch as one of his major influences. I mean Trech Tretch's flow is was staccato and it was choppy where he was like fit, yeah. fitting bars in, fitting words inside bars and getting them off. Yeah, niggas don't talk about Tretch the way they
1: are supposed to. At all. I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I interviewed Tretch for a. Uh, they were doing a project on Tupac. Hmm. I think I think it fell through. I don't know. I don't know the logistics of that. But they had me. It was I was off camera, but Tretch was on camera. And we we were specifically talking about that, like the Juice era. Um, you know, when he was really meeting Pac and him chilling with Pac throughout. You know that 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 because pog has gone too soon, you figure Juice was 92, and he passed 96. Like, I think they were, once they met on the Juice set, I think they were always cool. Yeah. So, you know, the conversation mostly, was mostly geared to that. But yeah, for whatever reason, the project, whatever they were doing video wise, didn't come through. So again, I got a picture. I'm rocking a big L hoodie. That's
0: on right.
1: Taking a picture next to Tretch, who had a, a, a burgundy fur with a hat, with a, with wow. a scully
0: to match. But um, wow. That's all I got out of it. It's somewhere on my Instagram. So so yeah. before we get out of here, we're both podcasters together and separately. Um, one of my biggest influences uh, is Combat Jack. Word. Um, I've heard you on the Combat Jack show before. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, tell me, I guess, what combat meant. What's his importance to podcasting? Uh, specifically black podcasting and hip hop podcasting. And Word. I think that's gonna well, let us out. I think um well this
1: is the thing because when you heard me on that show, that was back when that was back before they went to complex. That was probably before it was right, well, it probably was right around the time that uh PNC radio was a thing. Okay. I knew of combat because I it was really because of Dallas Penn. I was a, a reader of Dallas Penn's website. Um, it was one of the first like hip hop blogs, although and he would talk about rap, you know, he was very knowledgeable about uh, you know, lyrics and, and flows and all that, um, and just history in general. But his site was the best parts about Dallas were, you know, the 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 boost in polo shit. You know what I mean? It's it's the real. You know, the stories that he had about the homies he grew up with. That was the Dallas that I rocked with. And through him and guys like Byron Crawford, I would get put on to what Combat Jack was doing. Mm-hmm. So me and me like I I met Jack once at I think the second uh the second barbecue they did in Brooklyn. Cool guy, cool as fuck on radio, cool as fuck off radio. Um but because I was just a homie with them on. The, the 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 email side, you know, trading songs and you know stories and all that stuff. If I rang, they would, you know, let me on the show. Mm-hmm. Um but I think anytime somebody asked me how I got to where I am right now, which is not anywhere near I think I need to be, um I always tell them, get your work on. Whatever you're trying to do, mm-hmm. just start doing the shit. And I think when you look at combat Jack, where he was a guy who was a lawyer and started writing those stories online and turned that knowledge into being a voice for our age group with both the history, as well as looking at, you know, the future. um, I look back to those days where (laughs) you can't play a lot of those podcasts in this era right now. The lot Mm. of that shit was a, it was a little dicey but it was raw and it was hilarious and in between that insanity you got people were felt like they got the freedom to tell these stories that they couldn't tell anywhere else share this knowledge and i think that work ethic doing that every week trying to you know build a group to grow together turned into him working at the source and you know do all these other gigs where he was just, but on the strength of him being that guy, he was able to manifest that into a number of different avenues. And again, Combat Jack pre, Shouts out Premium Pete. He's still doing this thing. You know, 100%. Dallas has got the stuff that he shouts out to Ben Amin, who like I know him from back then. And I'll run into Ben Hamine in New York at a movie screening. And we'll just sit there and be like, damn, this is crazy. You know, five, six, seven years ago, we was talking shit on Twitter. You
0: got the Black Nerd Podcast?
1: What's the name of that, John? For it was, it was um for All Nerds. It's for All Nerds now. Um damn I'm blanking on what the name was before, but yeah, for all nerds. Um they're big into you know movie and TV culture um from a black folk perspective. Uh but they they and I think they're they're making some moves. I think they're gonna be at South by Southwest now. They're hosting their own panels and meet and greets and things like that. So it's been it's been awesome to see how that hard work pays off. And I think, you know, that's why, no matter what's going on, I chop it up with you and math every week to talk wrestling, even if it's just for us, even if it's two motherfuckers that's listening to it. Mm-hmm. No matter what you want to do, Which you got nigga.
0: That the funny it, part not. is how that's growing up, growing and going off is crazy.
1: It's it's just it's. The consistency, it's the finding your voice. Shout out to the delegation. Big big ups to all of the delegation. But, you know, I think that's one of the things I learned most from Combat Jack is, you know, putting in the what they call it, the the thousand hours, whatever, whatever that mantra is about, you know, you got to put in a certain amount of time before you can see some of those results. I think it's a guy like Combat Jack setting those goals and seeing him actively work towards it and see that shit manifest. And now, you know. He passed away, fuck cancer, all that stuff. But seeing the love that the community as a whole had for him was a result of that work and that grind and that paying off. Hmm. So now he's a revered figure. So yeah, those are the most. But but again, he was also a guy who was kind of like, "Yo, is that album out?" Hmm. And you know, that's the homie. So you send him the album because he's he's gonna want to listen to. He's gonna want to talk. And he, I I felt like. You know, we weren't the closest, the closest. Like, I I wouldn't think me and his relationship was something like him in Dallas. You know, we wouldn't chop it up on a regular, but he was always a cool guy. He was always a down-to-earth guy. He was always willing to meet people and have those conversations, because you never know. You never know what that's going to turn into. And those are the less, when I think about Jack and his importance, those are the things that I always go back to, is is just being that real of a dude and seeing that pay off in his fields.
0: Yo, so. that's that's what's up. Um if you niggas haven't I, I think the, the combat uh uh back catalog is, is available. Uh check it's out out, there somewhere yeah. anything Dame Dash there was amazing. Yes. Um yes. my favorite rapper and I still think to to this day is easily top five episodes of Combat Jack, Fonte's episode was crazy. If you heard Fonte's episode of Combat Jack, it was insane. Um, he was one of the early champions of Little Brother. Little Brother is on my record player right now. So shout out, Jack. There's a shock. There's a shock. So shout out, Jack. I'm actually doing a podcast right now. Probably uh, doing part two, Combat Jack. I think right. that's going to do it for us. Uh, Brother Cal, where can the good folks get at you?
1: Um, at Cal on Twitter. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Cal Dub. Um, watch less drops every Wednesday. Apple Podcasts, wherever you take podcast. Black Wrestling Podcast drops every week, Friday, sometimes Saturdays, Friday-ish. depending Friday ish, yeah, before the weekend. Before, uh, hopefully, we usually try and go before SmackDown, but if we can't, there's usually a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out the match. Shout out. <laughs> 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 that's 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 pretty much it. I'm, I'm you can find me if you're looking for me. You can find me.
0: That's what it is, man. And of course, I am LFAM790 of your social media choice, aka nine, nah, and listen to the the aka Captain Brawl Bando, aka Bruton Phillips, aka Ficky the Dragon Steamboat, aka Tito Santana, aka Pod God's favorite podcast, there. aka Potty Potty Piper I'm here to podcast chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of fruit flavored bubble tape.
1: Jeez. Are you are you reading that off a piece of paper or that you that's committed to memory at this point? No, no,
0: no. That's I, I know. I, I know the song. That's that's okay. that's that's the first verse to summertime at this point. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <Classy. laughs> exactly, man. That's what it is, man. At Where's Buffy in your social media choice. Where's Buffy.com a, a uh, youtube.com slash C slash Where's Buffy? Where you will actually be able to see this conversation if you are listening to it now and see me in, in uh, ingesting uh copious amounts of Jim bean and uh corona to keep me safe from the virus. And um all I have to say at this point is, A.B., take us out. The, gang, uh, gang. If I don't fuck with you, they don't fuck with you. Well, I think it's their
1: choice, isn't it?
0: Man, gang, gang. You know what that means? Gang,
1: gang. Take the air out of lover, It's over, brother.